Blog Talk Radio. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams, live on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level. Well, the Bible is right. The Bible is right. You know the Bible. And even if you didn't, the pastor going to say it every week. And it's the truth. Amen. Glory to God. I can prove it in the Bible. Jesus said, sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. Jesus said the word was truth. And if the word is truth, that means that the Bible is right. Amen. And I'm glad about it. Say it every week. Don't mind saying it. Glory to God. Well, beloved, again, Again, we're in the book of Proverbs. We're down to the, we're in chapter 22, down to verse 5. And in the King James Version, it's a little uh, difficult to understand. Here, Proverbs 22, 5, King James Version, Protestant Bible. Quote, thorns and snares are in the way of the forward. He that doth keep his soul shall be far from them. Now, reading that in the King James, you don't fully, it doesn't come to you right away unless the Holy Spirit gives you a revelation about it. It's not so easy to understand. But when we look at other versions, it gets clearer. Look at the God, the, the Good Speed Bible. In the Good Speed Bible, Proverbs 22, 5 says, quote, Traps and snares are in the way of the crooked. He who would safeguard his life will keep far from them, that is, from traps and snares. And then the, the verse gets clearer, I think, the verse gets clearer in the Positive Thinking Bible. And 22.5 in the Positive Thinking Bible says, quote, Crooks walk down a road full of thorny tracks. Stay away from there with an explanation point. The Bible says stay away from there. That is the the crooked road that the crooks walk down. Because when a person gets crooked, the Bible says that their road becomes full of thorny traps and snares and all kinds of things that would entrap them. Amen. And then in the Believer's Bible Commentary, it says, for book, for Proverbs 22, 5, it says, all kind of difficulties and troubles lie in the way of perverse man, the perverse man. In the way of the perverse man, all kinds of difficulties and trouble lie in his way. The man who keeps himself clean, Avoid them. 
That is perverse ways, perverse ways. Now, when I went into the word of God to look up the word perverse, glory to God. Perverse means distorted and crooked. It's to depart from the truth. Amen. To, 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 to distort it, to make it crooked. Amen. Let's look at some. We want to look at, first we want to look at the crooked way. So let's go, okay, I guess we'll go to Psalm 424. Let's go to Psalm, I'll go in the order of the, I'll go in numerical order. I had another order, but I guess I'll go in numerical order. Psalm 424. Psalm, Psalm 4, no, that's not right. It's not right. Four to okay. Well then, fourteen two. Psalm fourteen two. Let's look at Psalm fourteen two. I don't know, but I've got a I've got something strange with my notes, but that's okay. The enemy is not gonna uh, 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 win. Glory to God. It's okay because we know. Glory to God. That the Bible is teaching to stay away from that which is is crooked and distorted and perverse. Why? Because there are many thorns and snares and traps in the way of someone who is perverse in his spirit or perverse in his soul. And we are instructed in the, in the Bible to walk in the holy way. Amen? Glory to God. So we want to walk in the holy way. We want to walk in holiness. Let's let's go to Psalm 15.1. And in Psalm 15.1, it says, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly. He that walketh uprightly. See, it's one thing to hear the word of God. It's one thing to hear what God is teaching, but to walk in that way means you're actually, you're actually doing it. You're walking in it. Amen. And who shall abide in God's holy tabernacle and holy hill? Not everybody is going to be able to come into New Jerusalem. Amen. The Bible here says, he that walketh uprightly. Well, we were just talking about the way of the perverse, that in, that in the way of the perverse person, the one who distorts and is crooked and makes crooked, you know, even in, I hate to say this, but even in some churches, I hate to say this, there can be some perverseness and crookedness because there are some agents of the devil posing as ministers of God, and they on purpose pervert things and make things crooked. Amen. Glory to God. But but the Bible says, glory to God, that we are to walk in holiness. And and the question is asked, who shall abide and dwell in God's holy hill? That walk uprightly and worketh righteousness. What does it mean to work righteousness? To to do the right things. To do the right things according to the word of God. The one who speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, and whose eyes a vile person is condemned, but he honoreth them that feareth the Lord. 
He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved, God says. He that doeth these things in Psalm 15 will never be moved. And then another psalm that I really like. Thank God I got it memorized. I liked it so much I memorized Psalm 24. We go down to verse 3. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Not everybody, not everybody when they go to heaven is going to stand next to God. Amen? Glory to God. You won't even be able to approach God unless he draws you near. You won't even be able to approach him. Amen? But the Bible says, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Hallelujah. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm so thankful, glory to God, that he that has clean hands and a pure heart, yeah, you have to ask the Holy Ghost, glory to God, to give you a pure heart, glory to God. Ask the Father to give you a pure heart. Amen. Glory to God. Then look at Psalm 5111. Okay, Psalm 5110. Let's start uh, 10 for context. Psalm 5110 and 11. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. David recognized that he had the Holy Spirit on him. Glory to God. And he recognized that that was the way that he got the victory in his life. That was the way he was able to defeat Goliath and any other enemy that came against him. And so he asked the Lord, Lord, please take not your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit from me. Amen. Glory to God. God's spirit is holy. Amen. Glory to God. And David knew that he needed the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Turn to Matthew 3.11. Matthew 3.11. 3.11 says, John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost 
and with fire. Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, go to John twenty twenty two. John twenty twenty two. We see when Jesus imparted the Holy Ghost to his disciples, to his twelve. When he did, he, 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 he look at uh, John twenty twenty two, and it says twenty twenty one for uh, for context. Wait a minute, I'm right up against the commercial. Hold on, I'm right up against the commercial break. I'll be right back. Hold on, don't go nowhere. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile, LLC, is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Beloved, we're reading from Proverbs 22.5, and we discovered that traps and snares are in the way of the crooked. And then in the positive thinking Bible, it says, stay away from these. And then throughout the whole Bible, we're instructed to, to be holy and walk in holiness. And, you know, when I was a young Christian, I didn't, I didn't understand holiness, nothing about holiness. And I used to get tape series on holiness and all kinds of things because, oh, I wanted to be holy. I just wanted to be holy. I had received the Holy Ghost. I'd, I'd been saved, and now I just wanted to be holy. And I went and listened to people preach about being holy, and I got books on holy and tapes on holiness and all kinds of things. Amen? But I'm going to show you something to, some things tonight. Amen? The fact is, and we'll see it in the Word, that when you're baptized into him, in him, you are separated or sanctified or set apart, and you are made holy in him. I didn't know that as a young Christian, and so I was running after something I already had, but I didn't know I had it. Anyway, we're in, let's go to John 20, 22. Uh, okay. Uh, John twenty twenty one. It said, Then Jesus said to them again, to them who? His twelve disciples his eleven disciples. Peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. So the twelve disciples received the Holy Ghost. H O L Y. The Holy Ghost. Jesus breathed on them, and the 12 disciples received the Holy Ghost. Now go to Acts 2.4. Acts 2.4. Acts 2.4. You know this well. You know this by heart. Uh, okay, Acts 2.1. Start at 1. 
And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of the rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, what was this? This was the initial outpouring of this was the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost upon all flesh as God had promised through the scriptures. He said he was going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. But the, the, but the 12 disciples had already received the Holy Ghost from Jesus. We just read it in John 20, 22. So for them, they were all filled or refilled with the Holy Ghost. We see here that they were all refilled. As a young Christian, I thought that this was the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the disciples, on everybody. But it was the it was when God poured out his spirit upon all believing flesh. But the but the, the, the twelve disciples, for them, this was a refilling. And if you look at John twenty twenty two and study it, and you look at Acts two four and study it, you'll see that, that for them that was a refilling. And then in Acts two thirty eight, Peter said, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you, we receive the gift. The Holy Ghost is a gift. Amen. Now, for because of time, I got to move it. All right. Go to 1 Corinthians 3.16. 1 Corinthians 3.16. And 1 Corinthians 3.16. So many of you got this memorized. Um, 3.16. I got to get there. It says, know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. The Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Amen? Glory to God. The Spirit of God dwelleth in you. And because of that, you are made holy. Okay? You are, I didn't say you couldn't go out and defile yourself, but when the Spirit of God, where he is, is holy. Amen? Glory to God. Now go to um, Ephesians 1.4. Go to Ephesians 1.4. We're just looking at some things. We're just looking at some things. Ephesians 1.4. It says, according has, because of time, I got to move, okay? Ephesians uh, 1.4. According as he hath chosen us in him, in him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now, when you study this and meditate this verse, you discover it says, according as he has chosen us in him, you're baptized into him. When you get saved and you re receive the Holy Ghost and you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you're baptized into his body. Amen. And in him, you are holy and without blame before him in love. And when I read that verse, I discovered that's what I was looking for. I was searching for how to, how to be holy, God. How to be now? I'm not talking about your spiritual walk and your spiritual con, your spiritual conduct. 
I'm talking about as a young man, I was trying to discover. I heard so much about holiness and read it. I said, well, then how can I be holy? Because I know how. Then I discovered this is one of the verses, just one of the verses I discovered, that in him, in him I am holy and without blame before him in love. Amen? I am holy. You say, now, how, how can that be? Okay, then go to Jude 1. Jude 1, the book right before Revelation. Amen? Glory to God. And Jude 1 says, Jude 1, 1 says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James, to them that are sanctified, that word means set apart, set apart. We are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Amen? And I discovered from this verse, I said, my goodness, I am, I am, I was already trying to figure out how to be set apart and be set apart and, and be holy before God and and didn't realize until I started getting into the word of God that in him I am set apart by God the Father. You know, as a, as a young Christian, you think that you have so much that you got to do. Oh, I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to do this. And what you find out is you get into the word you find out that it's not about what you're doing and what you did. It's about what Jesus accomplished for you on the cross. For our sins are forgiven and we're redeemed by his blood. The Bible says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1, that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I saw more and more as I got into the scriptures that it wasn't what I was trying to do to be right before God and be holy before God. It was what Jesus accomplished on the cross. He made it, he was the door that made it possible for us to have access back to the Father. He was the propitiation for our sins. He caused us to be made holy and without blame before him in love. And in here in, in Jude 1, it says we are sanctified. This word means set apart. Oh, I want to set myself apart for God. You know, we think that we're doing it all. No, everything goes back to what Christ did at Calvary. We got to go back to the cross because that's where everything, it wasn't what we do, it's what the Lord Jesus does. What we do is find out the, the, the riches that we have in Christ the tremendous things that he accomplished for us, that he was the propitiation. He propitiated our sins. Glory to God. We have forgiveness of sins and redemption in him. Amen. We have forgiveness of sins in him. We have forgiveness of sins. It's his blood that constantly cleanses us from sin. If you don't believe it, go back. Like I say many times, go back, particularly to the book of Numbers, and you see the multiplicity of, of uh, sacrifices that they had to offer up. Sheep and goats, they had to do this constantly. Amen? Why? Because they were standing before a holy God, a God that was so holy that innocent blood had to be shed, the blood of animals, so that they could live. Amen? 
And now it's Jesus' blood that was shed for us, that we could live. And his blood constantly cleanses us from all sin. You know, some people, they think when they get saved, oh, all my sins are washed away. Now I got to look out for sin because I don't want to sin. Right, you don't want to sin. But the Bible says in 1 John 1, uh, what is it? 1 John 1, 7, I think it is. We walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That means all sin means past, that's sin. Present, that's sin. And future, that's sin. See, because if he's, if his blood didn't cleanse us from all sin, it would have to say, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all our past sins. It doesn't say that. Jesus' blood is so powerful. It's so powerful that it cleanses us from all sin. Amen? Glory to God. Why? Because there has to be a constant flow of blood. For us to live, there has to be a constant flow of blood. For people to come on the earth, women have to shed blood constantly, constantly, every month. They have to shed blood that life might come forth. Amen? Glory to God. That blood of Jesus Christ is so powerful. Glory to God. I found, glory to God, that it was what Jesus did. Amen? Glory to God. Go back to, let's let's look at a, a, a few things. While we have these last few minutes, let's go back to Ephesians. What we said, one four, Ephesians one, that's Galatians. I wish I'd get in Ephesians. Okay, there we go. Ephesians one four, it says, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Why? That we should be holy. It says, in him, in him, in him. You are holy and without blame before him in love. It's what Jesus did. 2.13, that is Ephesians 2.13. Ephesians 2.13 says, but now, now, not the Old Testament, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes far off are made nigh by how? How are we made nigh? By our good behavior? By our efforts? No, we're made nigh unto God by the blood of Christ. Don't you see why that's important? Because, see, if you make a little mistake, the enemy is going to come to you and say, oh, you made a little mistake. God is out with you. He, his, he's, he's nowhere near you because you messed up. Bible teaches us that because we're in Christ, the Jesus' blood is what makes us nigh unto God. Amen? That's what, what Jesus did on the cross makes us nigh unto God. Amen? Glory to God. We always think, oh, it's what I'm I'm doing or what I'm going to. That's the way I was when I was a young Christian. What I'm going to do. Glory to God. What I need to do. Amen? And then I found out it's about, it's about what Jesus did. Amen? Look at Galatians 3.27. Galatians 23, uh, uh, 3.27. Well, let's look at 26 and 27. 26 says, for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Uh-huh. By faith in Christ Jesus, we are the children of God. And then it says, for as many of you have been baptized in, into Christ, have put on Christ. 
and put on Christ. Oh, man, I was trying to be holy. Oh, I got to, oh, I just got to be holy. I got to do, I'm not making fun of that. I'm not putting that down. I'm just saying, it, my early perspective was what I needed to do. And then as I got in the word, I saw it's not what I needed to do. It's what Jesus had done already. Amen. What he had done already, glory to God. Colossians 1.19. Let's look at Colossians 1.19. What that say? How much time do I got? Oh, I got a minute. Colossians 1.19. Okay. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. That in him should all fullness dwell. What that means? That means that when you are baptized in, in him, you're in the place where all fullness dwells. God puts you in the place of all fullness. Amen. Glory to God. And then look at Colossians 2.10. It says, and ye are complete in him. Ye are complete, beloved. Oh, I used to say, oh, God, help me. I want that. You fix me up. Oh, I'm so messed up. God, help me. I'm so messed up, God. And then I found out in him is what Jesus did. When I was baptized into him, glory to God, glory to God. I was complete. That baptism made me complete in him. And then in Isaiah 54, where it says, no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. And then the last part of that verse says, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So your righteousness, your very righteousness is of God. Because of who you are in Christ Jesus, God declares you righteous. Amen? It's not what we've done. Glory to God. It's what Jesus did. Amen? It's what Jesus did on the cross. Glory to God. And so we can walk holy. The perverse man and the way of the perverse man are thorns and snares. But in the way of holiness, glory to God, is, is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. God bless you. The Bible has the answers. Be blessed. Have a wonderful week in him. The anointing makes everything easy. God bless you. Bye-bye now. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I never had it.